I wag it barley. You wag it barley? I, I mean barely. <laughs> so, okay, so apparently all of a sudden I'm going to grow some... <laughs> I'm going to grow some grain so that I can wag at it. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. Well, hello to everyone in our Potiverse, the listeners in our Potiverse. I am Barely Normal, and with me is... Ah, hi there. Uh, good to see you again, Barely. And that's not my name. Hi, my, uh, my name is Tabin. I'm a pup. Bark, bark. Well, Tabin, today is the middle of January. Literally, it's January 16th. And do you realize that um, in just four days, we're going to inaugurate our new president? I had heard something about that from my little puppy brain. It, it's a thing that's going to happen, apparently. I don't know. It is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's very good. You know what? We're going to jump right into the five-minute furs for fun because we got a little late start today. So I'm going to post the link, and we will see if anybody hops in. Hop like a bun. Hop like a bun. Bun, bun, bun. There it goes. Now we'll kind of give that a couple of minutes to cook. Um, <laughs> see if we can't get it to percolate a wee bit. And see, see if, if we can't. <laughs> see if we can't get that to percolate a little bit. Absolutely. Let's see. We have nothing in the mailbag. Again, nobody loves us. Oh. Um, they love us. They just don't want to take time to send us anything to send us the air, apparently. So, nope. you know. What can you do? What, what can, can you, do? you do? And do you notice something in the notes there, barely before the mailbag? Apologies before the mailbag. Question the for mailbag. barely. Yes. What's the question for barely? What is the question? <laughs> notice how I led you to it. I don't know. Why, I know. But <laughs> what is the question? There is a. Few, I think it was last week. There were these letters that I came up with. E L H. Do you remember? The question for you is, do you remember what E-L-H stands for? E-L-H. E-L-H. I don't even remember that. <laughs> and I edited last week's episode, and I don't remember that in there. <laughs> it wasn't there because I was, I was actually just listening it to today or yesterday and remembered. And it stands for emphasis on the long horse. Oh, yes. Okay. So that was that was two weeks ago. Actually. Two weeks. Okay. That was a long time. Two weeks ago. It was a long time ago for this bear brain. So, yeah. you know, not like a bird brain, but a bear brain. A bear brain. You've heard of a hair brain scheme. Well, this is a bear brain scheme. It's called a podcast. Let's have a bear brain scheme. <laughs> That's podcast. exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that concludes my question for you. <laughs> okay. I see one other note here that's a little further down the notes that says, Apologies. For saying name wrong on holiday puppisode. Uh, uh, apologies. <laughs> oh, apologies. It's spelled apologies. So I was wondering what that was. Oh, it is. It is. That's right. No, that's not. This this pup doesn't spell very well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the holiday puppisode, I mm-hmm. incorrectly said my hubby's name. I said Tatsu. And then I realized once I did, oh, that's not wrong. I meant to say it's really Tatsu. But once I said Tatsu, like every fur else on the show did it and like okay it's done so i wanted to apologize to my hubby uh, (laughs) which uh, he'll be talking in a little bit on today's show so i apologize to my hubby uh it's tatsu not tatsu not tatsu yes so tatsu like in like uh crispy chicken and nummy nummy tatsu it's kind of like that it's very much like that (laughs) 
Okay. All right. That's easy to remember then. It's Tatsu. Uh, not like uh, Tatsu, which is like uh, chicken, which is chicken katsu, which is totally different, right? And that it, it, it's a very different thing. Yes. Because chicken Tatsu would be totally maybe like a Slumgullion that he made for you. <laughs> I like how, how you brought it back to that. <laughs> bring it back. Got to bring it back to the big words because, you know, everybody gets one CEU for listening to our podcast every week. Too. Oh, yeah. We were going to like talk about CEU. I forgot to mm-hmm. look into that. Do you know what a CEU um, is? You know what a CEU is. I don't. I know what an ELH is. And an a, E-L-H. do you remember WTC? Yes, that is the What the Cow. Um, and? Or Whip the Chain. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I guess yeah. World Trade Center or World something. Trade Center. I don't simple. know. Yeah. I prefer what the cow and whip the chain myself. Well, yes. But a CEU is what people get that are academics. And when they take a study, it's a continuing educational unit. Oh, yes. That mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense than craftily educated universe. Underwear. Yes. Underwear. <laughs> Craftily educated underwear. I like it that I like that too. That's kind of cute. You like that? Okay, uh, that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anywho. 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 Well, while we're while we're waiting for people to come in, we've got another five minutes for the the I, I'm guessing the person that was chatting with me earlier for the last hour, he said he was going to summon <laughs> up the courage to get on and uh, come and talk to us. And I guess he did not summon any courage. Maybe that maybe he forgot the mage spell that lets him summon the courage. <laughs> Might be. I am pretty in- intimidating. Intimidating pup. So today's guests, so for everybody to keep tuned in later on today, we will be chatting with Shadow Raccoon and Theodore Rabbit. Oh, yes. Uh, from some of you first might know him from the YouTube, Shadow Raccoon. Um, does some really great videos. Some of his most popular are the, vi- the Wish videos that we're going to talk to them today. And they're they're wonderful, great, uh, really nice furs. Uh, can't wait to hopefully hug them someday. And for everybody that knows. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Somebody has come in. Hello, Mr. Conrock, it says. Hello there, Tatum. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I, I'm very excited. We've got a lot of big party stuff going on right now, as oh, you can nice. see. Well, Conrock, welcome to the show. Where are you from? I am from southern Ontario, just a little bit north of Toronto. So it's currently uh, 9.30 at night here. It's uh, freezing cold outside. Wow. It's frigid, but I am staying warm in the comfort of my home. Oh, that's good. Who did we? We just talked to someone from Toronto. We did. Who was that? That will be our special guest on the 23rd of January. That will be Ronnie Noodles. (laughs) I like how you paused for dramatic effect there. I don't know if you meant to. Pause for dramatic effect, yes. Pauses. Speaking of dramatic effect, Con Rock, (laughs) it's so dramatic. Up there, I'm sure in Toronto. Tell us all about the the Torontoing and the you're sitting there ing and how does that go and work? Well, we are in lockdown currently, so we are. I'm being a good boy by staying home when I don't need to be Art out. Park. So Art yeah, Park. <laughs> thank you. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, we're sitting in lockdown. 
But I don't want to go outside anyway. It's freezing cold. I went out for a run earlier, and I do not advise it. My nose hairs instantly freeze. That's exciting to know. I don't know that I want my nose hairs to freeze, and you've got a lot of facial hair. Did that freeze too? Oh, yeah. If it's like damp, if I've like recently showered, and then I go outside, like this all, all the scruff freezes. That's probably not the wisest thing to do then. No, but I'm very tardy, so sometimes I don't have a choice. Okay. I see. <laughs> what, well, what do you do up there? I'm a manager at a telecommunications company, so I manage lonely sales reps on these uh, on these bitter days where there's no customers. So we just kind of sit around and play cards, and I've been reading uh, a lot at work, so I'm, at least I'm being productive, but uh, not a whole lot going on right now. <laughs> so you get paid to play cards. That's nice. It's, it's excellent. Yeah, it's quite fun. <laughs> So I was actually, I have to say, Conrock, I was bad-mouthing you right before you got on. <gasps> you, were <not. laughs> you were I was. Not. I was. I was. I said, I said, you know, I, I was talking to this fur for the last hour, and he said he was going to summon up the courage to log in, yeah. and then you didn't log in right away, and I thought, well, I guess he didn't summon up the courage. Well, and I was wondering if... I didn't right tell in. you I was tardy, <laughs> so here we are. And, okay. and, and I was wondering if you didn't, like cast the right maid spell like you didn't summon the courage maybe you casted the i don't know pet the hamster spell instead and i don't know maybe you did and then you cast the summon spell yeah. i don't know there's there is an order to things did you oh. roll a five for damage so what else can you tell us conrock are you uh do you have a fursona i kind of do nothing nothing extremely well established it is not i have the sona that was developed a couple of years back when I was at Anthrocon because I didn't have one and I was sitting at a panel for Rukus and uh, she was doing like a quick kind of like sketch panel and she needed somebody to, to volunteer. So I volunteered for her to draw my character that I made up on the spot, which is a red healer named Haytham because my favorite character of hers is Luther, which is a blue healer. And naturally I wanted uh, one like that for myself. So uh, I did create a persona that I've kind of kept now for the last few years, but it isn't mm-hmm. fully developed. So I'm still kind of working on it. Okay. And what was the name again? His name is Haytham. Haytham. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's not a rock. He is not a rock. No. I think I was fresh off of playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and Haytham is one of the – I think if he's, if he's, I think it's the name of the main character. So uh, I think I was kind of fresh off that, and I was like, yeah, that's such a cool name. I got, I got a new character that. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, it is nice. a pretty cool name. I like the name Haytham. Mm-hmm. Haytham. So you're up there, you're on lockdown, and you're sitting around, and you'd read, yeah. and you play cards, and you turn around in your little circle because it's fun and stuff. Do you do other exciting, fun things? What are your fun, exciting hobbies? Well, recently over – so typically my answer to this would have just been that I'm a gamer. I play a lot of video games, which is very unhealthy, but I will not complain. So you're a good for Yes, exactly. But recently over COVID, I picked up arts and i picked up doing some writing just trying to find some sort of creative outlet and uh that's what i was doing for the last several months posting uh posting all those shenanigans because like not like most people i don't have a whole lot of spare money anymore because of lockdown and job insecurities and all of that so uh instead of paying other people to draw my characters doing their things i decided to draw it and it's going splendidly and do you have a twitter or something where do you post those uh, just Conrock at uh, C O N R O C K. I believe my Conrock account is uh, eighteen up. But so for any fur of age listening to the podcast, feel free to check out my my stuffs. Just like cheese, you want it to be of age. Are you going to any virtual cons 
in 2021? Oh, I would love to. I guess it depends which ones are um, which ones they're planning on offering in person versus the ones that are uh, virtual. Do you have any that you would recommend that I check out? There's uh, further confusion next weekend, the 16th. Uh, actually, no, it's nice. this weekend. It's 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 even oh, as no we nice. are releasing this episode, it is this weekend. Oh, very nice. So, uh, yeah. So, um, so, so, there you go. <laughs> so there's a fun time warp thing going on now because we're telling you about this virtual con that's happening today, but it's not now. It's in a week, but it's really no, today. Just, just dun, 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 mind blown. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm off this weekend, so maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. There you go. There you go. Um, and then, of course, uh, BLFC is coming up in June, I hear. So yep. they are actually going to hold it. We'll see if they actually do hold it, if the COVID things yeah. come along there. But And TFF, yeah. Texas Furry Fiesta is in, I forget if it's February or March this year, but they're plan- they're, they're not doing an in-person, but they're having a virtual con. Um, they don't have too many details yet, but check that out. Very cool. Plug for TFF. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to wait for the border to open. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Conrock, our time is up. Thank oh, you for thank coming you. on for Five Minute Furs for fun. And uh, thank you for being on our show. It was nice. It's been several weeks since we've had a fur brave enough to come on the show right. and face, face <laughs> the two of us. You have done very well. So. Oh, thank you. I survived the gauntlet. Thank you so much. There you <laughs> go. All right. The gauntlet is cast, and you survived it with the maid smell, maid smell, maid spell of Pet the Hamster. And that helped you out. <laughs> Wonderful. Love Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you very much, Barely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll let you we'll let you log off. Bye now. See Talk you later. To you later. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there we go. Conrock popped in. Hey. Hey. So you know what that brings us to, Stephen? What does that bring us to, Mr. Well, that, Burley? That brings us to the to subject of media. Media. And as you mentioned earlier, just a few minutes ago, actually, when Conrock was on with us, you mentioned that your hubby, Tatsu, is here with us today. And you had mentioned that he wants to talk a little bit about media. So let's uh, have him unmute his microphone and see what he has to say. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank- it's wonderful to have you here, Mr. Hubby Tatsu. How's it going? <laughs> good. Very good. And, and I'd like to preface this by saying, to be fair... It wasn't necessarily, I mean, barely you just said um, Tatsu wanted to come in and talk. Now, to be fair, it was me that said, hey, honey, would you like to? And he's like, so this is really (laughs) my fault, but we love him so much for coming and doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just to, again, preface what he's going to talk about is, you know, he reads a lot of books, like a lot of books. And um, so he was reading some recently that he mentioned might be good to just talk about on the show. It's not specifically furry, but it's kind of furry adjacent and there's gay themes. Anyway, we'll let Mr. Tatsu talk about it. So thank you, Mr. Tatsu. Thank you, Taven. Yeah, as you say, I I read a lot of books. I've been a reader for most of my life and always have a book going. So I'm always looking around for something interesting to read and I do a lot of adventure fiction, spy novels, that kind of thing, but discovered fantasy as a kid, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and all that. So sometimes I get into the fantasy realm and recently came across a couple of books 
They are the beginning of a series called the Tarot Sequence. Hmm. Tarot. Tarot as in T-A-R-O-T. Like tarot cards. Yep. The magical tarot cards that foretell the future. Yeah. And uh, so far, there's two two books. They they have not foretold the future, but they they do tell a fun story. I can foretell the future. You're going to read them. Uh, You're too late. I already read (laughs) them. Oh, you already read them. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to read the third one when it comes out. out, Right. Yeah. I, I finished the second book, and I... Wanted to find out if they were working on further ones. And so I went on the author's website and sure enough, he says he's working on book three. And he mentioned that he had just been interviewed on a podcast, which of course made me think of you guys and uh, mentioned that to Tabin and didn't know if he would be an appropriate subject for an interview or not. But the books might be of interest to some of your listeners because they are gay friendly and furry friendly. Some of the characters... The main characters are not necessarily anamorphic, but there are there is a lot of magic in the uh, stories. It plays a very very large role in the subject, and some of the uh, characters that are adjacent are they take animal form. It's just uh, a, ma- a matter of daily life that there are large cats and bears and things wandering around their their city. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a daily life for us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. It, it reminded so, um, uh, before I forget, who's the author? I don't know if you said the yes, author. Yes, no, I had not said that. It's K.D. Edwards. So his initials are K.D. and then Edwards. And the first book is The Last Son, S-U-N. And then the second book is The Hanged Man. And I... Oh. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Um, oh. Which are tarot cards, by the way. Ah, oh, they are. Okay. That's ah. <laughs> slowly it dawned. Slowly the sun dawns on the hangman. It, it makes no reference whatsoever to tarot cards in either of the books. It calls it the tarot series? Sequence. Tarot sequence. Yes. Tarot sequence. Okay. How many tarot so, cards so, are there? There are more than two. Um, <laughs> there's more than those two. Uh-huh. I think there's... 52 or 54. I'm not sure. Like a deck of cards type ish. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, can you tell us, Tatsu, what is kind of the general premise? Like, if a fur wanted to get into reading this, what would be in store for them? Uh, So, it's based loosely on the culture of Atlantis, but Atlantis has been relocated adjacent to New York City. So okay. it's, it's weird. It's a weird mashup of human and Atlantean culture, and the Atlanteans are heavily into the magic, and their whole city, which is adjacent to New York City, is very magical and heavily guided by their magic. And there's a lot of powerful, very powerful characters, and they're not necessarily always in cooperation with each other there's feuding of sorts indeed there is and the main character his house there his whole family was basically murdered and it's a mystery who it who did it and uh he was a young child when that happened and it takes off the book start as he is an adult but he's uh he describes himself as a mercenary but he's kind of more like a private investigator Okay. And uh, gets in all kinds of trouble with bad actors and evil characters. Mm. I read the first book, really enjoyed it, moved on to the second one. 
started off really very interesting and then kind of slowed down a little bit. And I was wondering how it was going to go. And then I remember you talking toward, about that. Yeah. Towards the end, it was like, holy cow, this is really good. And all of a sudden, I'm page after page after page <laughs> and looking to see it if there's a book three. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, I, so I think it's kind of fun. So for any fur that uh, reads that and you like it and you get into the second book, remember when it gets slow and you feel like you want to throw it out the window because it's so slow and like what's going to happen, keep with it. Keep it going. gets better. Keep it going. Yes. The ending is quite good. Cool. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tatsu yes. Honey, for letting us know about that. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on. You're, You're welcome. Problem. I'll see you uh, for dinner in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye-bye, Mark. Getting on to more media. Yes, hi. I was going to talk about, so we were laying in bed, my hubby and I were laying in bed the other day, and we are kind of clicking through things to clicking? watch. Oh, you clicking. Okay, you yeah, did say clicking. Like I thought you said clucking. It's like, did you turn into a chicken all of a sudden? Well, we need the eggs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I mean, you got to get your protein somewhere. Oh, second, uh, I'm going to turn into a chicken because uh, we're out of right. eggs and we yeah. got to have breakfast. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, on Hulu, a, a new cartoon show popped in hmm. called The Great North. It's along the lines of Bob's Burgers. It's In fact, it's the same type of drawing. I think it's the same artists and the same company that put it out. But it's got Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally as two of the main characters. And you may remember Nick Offerman from, from The Office and oh, okay. Parks yeah. and Recreation. And <gasps> then- oh, yeah. Bearded guy, yeah, mm-hmm. and then Megan Mullally is the actress that played Karen on Will and Grace. Ooh, oh, nice. Yeah. Well, those two are married. They're really, not- like in yeah. real life. In real life, they're married. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I had. I actually would not have thunk that. Uh, but it came out on the uh, the week of January fourth at Space in Alaska. A single dad. He's trying to keep his family together. It's kind of fun to listen to and watch. And he falls down a crevasse and breaks his ankle. And he's like, oh, that's an Alaska break. That's not a normal break. That's an Alaska break. So, okay. (laughs) He he got no break there. (laughs) And when did that come out? Is that relatively new? Relatively new, like June 4th. Just so it just came out. Um, June or January? I'm sorry, January. Yes, it's not June yet. It's not. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what about you? What have you been doing with the media? Media. Actually, I've got some things actually to say. So thank you for asking. <laughs> so we've been watching um, the, you, I'm sure you've seen, I think we talked about Modern Family. Yes, yes, yes. Really great stuff. Um, so we're watching the current Me and My Hubby, which you just heard we talked to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're watching the newest season. Uh, great show. It's so good. It's it's so great. And then, of course, Suits, we've continued watching. I think we're done with that. I can't remember if we finished it last weekend or not. And have you seen, Mr. Barely, have you seen Cobra Kai? We have not. You have mentioned it in the past. Oh, I did. I, okay. I know that it is the number one show now on Netflix. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, because they just it just beat out Queen's Gambit to be number one. Really? Wow, this is I don't know if it's the quarantine or what, but that's this is an exciting little race they got going on, I guess. <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Um yep. 
No, that's that's really cool. That's actually pretty exciting. Yeah, Cobra Kai. So for any further that doesn't know, I didn't remember we talked about this before. Cobra Kai is um you first have probably seen or at least heard of the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio and Miyagi. Great, great uh, show. And so here we are 30 years later, and they got the original Ralph Macchio and um I forget the name of Bad Boy in the in the show, his name is Johnny. This is 30 years later. What ha- it's not like they're just actors 30 years later, it's like what happened to the martial arts and all that stuff 30 years later and there's all this rivalry and it's a really good show and uh they just released season three and mm-hmm. so that's um, that's really exciting that's really cool to know that that they're it's taking apparently season three is pretty good then <laughs> apparently yeah i, I and, have to say and you know they actually got i haven't seen any of season three yet but in season two it's not really a spoiler, so I think I can say it. In season two, you actually see, if you remember the original, like Johnny's mentor, martial arts guy back in the show, they bring that original actor back. And it's oh, really, wow. really like cool. They get as many of the originals as they can. And that, that's pretty awesome. I've got another media. I mean, another. it's been an exciting media week. Because wow. last week you mentioned The Hollow. The cartoon show. So I started actually, I haven't, I've only watched one episode, but I watched one episode and yeah, it's pretty good. Interesting so far. Well, okay. So two things that, that happened because of that. So in the very beginning, it reminded me of, have you seen the movie Cube? No. So back in 1997, I guess it's Canadian, it turns out, but back in 1997, there's this movie called Cube. It's not the Cube, it's just Cube. And it's about, I think there's five of them. It's been forever. I haven't seen for a while, but uh, there's like five people that just wake up in a room and they don't know how they don't know anything so that you know watching the Mm, beginning of the hollow reminded me of that and it's a really actually interesting kind of thriller well i won't tell you if you haven't seen this show for any of our listeners that might want to check it out i won't tell you what it is then it's really interesting they just end up in this in this room and they don't know how they don't remember anything and the whole movie is about them trying to escape and it's really really interesting actually and really cool there's a cube 2 colon hypercube <laughs> that came out in <laughs> 2002 five years later and I, I saw that it's not as good as the original and then I found out I didn't know this they came out in 2004 two years later with cube zero it's a prequel to the first one and knowing yeah. what I know about cube I really want to go back and watch that I, I recommend actually for any fur um that is interested in watching this trilogy again it, it's it's a thriller so anyone that likes thrillers and kind of suspense and stuff um it's pretty cool an intrigue I I actually recommend watching cube first don't watch the prequel first i haven't okay. seen the prequel but i think it's really more interesting if you watch like just the i don't even know what's going on thing first okay all right uh that that's actually how the whole show is the whole movie is for like until the end you don't know really what's going on they make conjectures throughout but it's uh it's really interesting so that's one interesting thing about that the other interesting thing about the hollow is i happen to just before I turn off the thing, you know, the, the credits came on and, you know, you turn off the show after the credits come on. But I happen to, before I click the button, notice the name in the credits, Ashley Ball. And I don't know, that probably doesn't ring any bells for you, barely. But it rang a bell for me. And I was, and any fur out there that is into, you, you actually might know what I'm going to say. Ashley Ball. I was like, is that who I think it is? So I looked it up and I was right. Ashley Ball is the same Ashley Ball that is the voice of... Up, are you ready? 
Applejack and Rainbow Dash from My Little Pony, Friends is Magic. You know about me. I mean, I've seen the entire nine seasons of My Little Pony. So I, I was like, wow, that's like really cool that I did not expect to see that name in the credits. That's my media. It was a lot more involved than I sure you expected or even wanted, but there it is. Very exciting. Well, with that, I think it's time that we should chat with our special guest. What do you say? I say yes, definitely. And could you remind me, Mr. Barely, who is our special guest today? Well, our special guest is a couple, and they are from Great Britain, England specifically area. Uh, they are Shadow Raccoon and Theodore Rabbit. I'm going to say this for them. Yay, bears. Well, joining us today is Shadow Raccoon and Theodore Rabbit. Welcome to the show, folks. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us on. You come to us via recommendation from Reg Day, our music director, if you will, and our other editor, Rain Raccoon. He wants more raccoons on the show, so he's reached out to every raccoon <laughs> he has to get on the show. So where are you guys from? So we are based just outside of London. We're in a town called Reading, or um, as a lot of automated like Siri and that sort of voice things like to call it, Reading, because it is spelled the same. And they, they just don't know how to It's actually called Reading. It's one of those UK things I see. There's a Reading semi-close to us in California, which is south of us. And you are very far from that. So we're actually not very close to you, it turns out. <laughs> Bit of a difference, I, I know you weren't sure about that. So I thought I should clarify that. We are no, a long fine. way away. <laughs> So let me ask you both, because we've got a bunny. Say hi, bunny. Hi. <laughs> and we've got a raccoon. Say hi, raccoon. Hello. Hello. And I am a pup. And I don't know if you knew that, but I am. And we have a barely. And barely let them know what you are. Well, I'm I'm half bear, half been wrong. Well, I think because you're obviously a half bear, there's one thing that um, I'm pretty sure my viewers will insist that I have to say, and that is... Yay bears! Yay bears! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's become my kind of catchphrase. Interesting one. <laughs> and how did you come by that catchphrase then? So that came out of a furry commercials episode. I think it was like a really bad commercial, and I was trying to find the one good thing about it. And I think the only good thing was it had oh, bears in it. Yeah. So it was kind of like yay bears, and that just <laughs> ties it stuck. stuck. So now whenever we have anything that features a bear in the channel, such as I have uh, an item we buy on Wish or something like that, it's just always a yay bears moment. Always a yay bears. Stuff. Yay bears moment. That nice. stands to reason. I think that works fine. So speaking <laughs> of bears, how did you get into the fandom? How long have you been a furry and all that good stuff? So myself, I've not been in the fandom as long as Theo. I've been in ooh, five years now? It's about, five, about years. five years. I actually originally started cosplaying as Sly Cooper. I think I secretly wanted to be a furry at that point, but didn't quite know how to kind of get into the fandom. And lo and behold, I bumped into Theo and Regda at MCM uh, Comic Con in London. And yeah, we became good friends. And, he was, and we kind of all, well, me and Regda basically were looking at him going, hmm, he, yeah, he's a furry, but he doesn't even know it, does he really? We, we know you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that furry sixth sense, and it's like after a couple of like well, six months. It's yeah, you, like, you took me along to a London first Christmas party. You didn't tell me it was London no, first. I told you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I sussed that one out. But like, we just said there. it's cosplay. It's 
cosplay with with animals and don't, don't think <laughs> nothing. Too much about yeah, it. yeah, nothing crazy or weird or disgusting or anything. You'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're Come be on, fine. you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> and, no. and look at and look at you now. Five years later, Trash Panda. <laughs> yeah. Now, for me, I've been in the fandom now probably around about twenty six years, maybe more than that now. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, I, I was around when in the very early days of the UK furry kind of scene. So you're kind of an OF, an original furry. Yeah, I am very much an OF. Instead of original gangster. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> original gangster furry. Me. Well, I, I yeah. kind of OGF. When I moved over here, I, I kind of OGF. looked for the first kind of furry scene I could, and London was the easiest place for me to go to at the time. I was living like I when I moved over here, London was the closest. And and the largest, so I just went straight for it. But it was so small, it was quite quaint compared to what I was used to, you know, back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you move from? Uh, oh, originally, uh, Florida. Florida. I've heard of that. <laughs> it's not in California. I've got a split family. I've got some over uh, the pond, some over here. I kind of kept moving back and forward, and now I'm kind of in the UK. It confuses people because people yeah. think, oh, hang on, why is there an American rabbit with a, a UK cougar? Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> the problem is, I've been over here for so long, people wonder why I kind of occasionally I'll say something that's English. Like, I'll say a word or a phrase because I've been over here so long. And they're like, oh, so why did you say that once you've been over here long enough, you pick up the lingo? I so. guess you stop saying tomato and start mm-hmm. saying tomato after a while. No, to me, no <laughs> tomato. <laughs> yeah. It's like banana, banana. It's yeah, pretty it much. comes around like that. Oh, yeah, we yeah. had Fiber Kitty and Dusk Panda on the show early on. And it's kind of the same thing in that, was it Fiber is American East, East Coast, I think. And Dusk Panda, where's Dusk Panda again from? Barely, I forget. Originally. Over there somewhere. Over there somewhere, no, yeah. I, not. I know we're small, but we're not that small. <laughs> but, but he moved around. Yeah. <laughs> you expect me to do research before we do a show? Come on. I know. I don't know. <laughs> My thing. Especially on our past shows. You want me to do research on our past shows? <laughs> I know on, they're David. done. <laughs> Crazy. So your personas, where did Bunny and where did Raccoon come from? Oh. So, I mean, Raccoon for me is an easy one. That's because obviously I like Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper is what made me really like Raccoons. I mean, we don't actually have Raccoons native over here. Yeah. They have them. The nearest we can get to them really is Germany in the wild. But, I mean, as for actual raccoons over here, you have to go to, like, a zoo or a wildlife yeah. park. I mean, I've been fortunate to go and see them, which I think always surprises, like, uh, my American really? Canadian friends. Because they're like, we have them everywhere. They're really not special. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're just kind of all the it's, it's more of a fictional character that drove me in there. Um, Shadow comes about mainly because I was just calling all my electronics at that point in time Shadow stuff. Don't I, I don't know why. But yeah, and that kind of stuck because I kind of liked it. I, I, I think it was a debate between that and Midnight. Part of me wonders what it'd be like if I was Midnight Raccoon right now. But uh, Ooh. I am Shadow. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a superhero. It does. <laughs> it's a Midnight Raccoon. <laughs> midnight <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Raccoon. Flying around with yeah. Bunny in paw. <laughs> but you'd have to be clever because bunnies can't fly. Uh, for me, Theo came from 
Originally, it was because I left the fandom for a couple of years and went into the cosplay community. And I was well known for playing Bonnie from Five Nights at Freddy's and became pretty notorious over here for playing the, the character. And the name comes from one of the books. And I kind of just took a little part of that. So I, I like the name. I, at the time, I was changing my persona because I came back into the fandom again. And he's kind of taken on a life of his own and it's completely moved away from that now. But obviously, my love of old animation, Roger Rabbit, things like that. I, I just kind of went full on Toon and found a nice little community of Toon first, which I, I didn't, it's funny, isn't it? You kind of, you forget that there are these little communities within the community and you kind of just latch on to, it's like being a rabbit as well. It's like, I didn't realize yeah. it was this massive rabbit community that just instantly opened their arms and held me in and just like, it's fantastic. So I've, I've really enjoyed the last, let's be about four years now, four or five, three. Three, three years. Okay, less time. So when did you get together? I'm trying to get timeline for some reason. (laughs) It's fine. Because my puppy brain doesn't work too well sometimes. So Raccoon, been in the fandom five years. Yeah. And Bunny, so there's this three-year thing. So there's a two-year gap I'm missing. Well, basically during that two-year gap, I was sparked some time. But I was basically just coming back into the fandom again after that small gap. And Shadow was kind of along with me. Okay. Doing it. Uh, we weren't together at that point. We've been together just over three years. Now. Yeah. So that two-year gap was basically me and Regger getting to know Shadow. Okay. Me and Shadow getting together. And then when I came back into the fandom properly, I was now Theodore and Shadow was definitely as for Shadow. And so we okay. kind of... And then obviously we got together and okay. started doing videos. Okay, good. Because that I got a little scared that maybe I inadvertently made you say something that you shouldn't because you were talking about three years... Being no, no, happy no. for the past three years, but then Shadow is like, "Oh, I was in the fandom five no, no, years no, ago." No, no, so, no, like, those no, first we two years were pretty rocky for you too. Very rocky. <laughs> we were friends for a few years first. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So let's delve okay. into your videos a little bit. I saw the one where you went and petted and fed a raccoon. Oh, that was an amazing experience. That was that was my birthday present from you that we took all year to use for uh, obvious, for reasons, obvious reasons going around us right now. I wasn't expecting to be able to get as close as I did to raccoons. No. That's a I, I'd say that one's probably one of the more black sheep videos in my channel. So probably the ones that's furthest removed from what my usual sort of content is. Yeah, that's more of an experience sort of video. I want, I'd love to do more experience videos, and I mean, I was all set to record one about being guest of honor for just for the weekend. Obviously, with the uh, old Rona floating around uh, just for the weekend. Uh, had to cancel this year, so I'm now on track Guest of Honor when it runs in 2022. Yeah, you're going to be Guest of Honor for um, years running. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. 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 Good for you. And so it's interesting you bring that up because, yeah, I saw that video too. And it was very cool because, you know, you talked about, well, I don't have to tell you this because, well, you did it. But like for our listeners out there in this video, uh, Shadow did this wonderful job with explaining how great it is to like meet your species like in the fur and how like in a way empowering it can be for your own persona and for your own self. And I thought that was pretty cool. And it was a very great video. So thank you for that. That's fine. We we again, we we, the guy who owns the place actually we we kind of said to him oh we we have a youtube uh, channel and stuff like that where we'll kind no, of no no he found us so he found us organically no i meant us with the lead um, but then he kind of yeah found uh, us. then he kind of found us and got in touch i mean it was just before we re-locked down again unfortunately yeah, so i haven't heard back from him since but uh, he was interested in trying to get us on board to make more videos so i guess watch that screen <laughs> They have a lot of birds. I, so I, think happy. I think it's important, though, to kind of meet your own species. Uh, that's one of the things I've always been very much about. If you can, I mean, obviously, if you're a dragon, it, it might be a little bit. 
might take a little bit longer. You might have to like go to some exotic place in Narnia or something. I don't know, something. <laughs> See, were there dragons in Narnia? Why did I say that? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <clears throat> you have to go to Westeros to get dragons. Westeros, that's right. Meeting a rabbit's not too difficult, I won't lie. But uh, meeting a tomb one, a little harder. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So how long have you been making YouTube videos then? And how what got you into it in the beginning? Oh, right. Now, this is this is going to be... That's what I'm going to have to actually... I can give you a date of when I made my first video. Oh. I, I could just have a look at the release date. Um, so I originally started making videos all the way back in summer 2017. We went to see Baby Driver at the cinema. And I remember <laughs> making a joke on the way home about how there was a scene where there was a dumpster <laughs> that crashed into my they, car. They destroyed a lot of uh, trash cans. As I kind of gave it like a review for a raccoon. <laughs> I remember and, that. So, I remember um, that and scene. And I made that video. I, I originally stuck them up on Twitter for up until about the Christmas when I gave up with putting videos on Twitter because Twitter's not exactly the place for video. And I no. actually pushed it into a YouTube channel. So that's 2018. So that means, yeah, we're coming to two-year anniversary now. Yeah, that was, that was just you and a camera at that point. Yeah, we've gone from me on a sofa with a phone recording to um, more than one well, camera. Me. We've got a buddy that joins us as well. Uh, we've got a camera bird behind the camera. We've got <laughs> invested in audio equipment, backgrounds. Yeah. It's been an insane roller coaster of a journey, but it's a lot of work, but it's been so much fun. Slowly upgrading myself. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. And shooting Tabin's videos is a lot of fun too so we we do a lot when we get to again we spend a day doing lots and lots of videos and branching off into different things so there you go and and i'm crazy and it's so it's interesting you mentioned the bird behind the camera because that was actually one of my questions because i noticed okay so the other day i happened to watch your recent wish video great video and at one point i i forget exactly how it went but at one point so okay so let me back <laughs> Hi, what am I even talking about? I have no idea. This is a thing that I don't know. Now remember, Tabin, we have limited time because it's the daytime. Oh, yeah. We have things we've got to get done today. So they're done with their day. I we wish. still have work to do. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I knew that Regda was your housemate and everything. Okay, great, great, great. And he's a bird and he's he's our music director. And okay, that's wonderful and everything. And then I happened to watch your Wish video the other day. And, you know, at the beginning, I think it was you needed to open the box, but you couldn't. And there was a bird behind the camera. And you're like, it's always helpful to have a bird with a sharp beak behind the camera because, you know, to help you open the box. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this, Bernie. But I didn't make the connection of like, okay, it's a bird. I'm not sure who it is, but they've got a bird to help them do video. Videos. Okay, great. Then I, when I was looking back through the notes for our time today, I was reading through and realized, oh, oh, okay, I know, okay, connection made, who that is, and I'm, okay, anyway, that was my little anecdote about that, and I apologize, but there it is, we're stuck with it now. Unless barely edits it out, then, <laughs> then we're not stuck with it. So what does Reg Day do when he's not doing music or helping you with your videos? He just, like, hide in the corner there at the house, or does he sit on a perch? That's what I want to know. <laughs> He does have his little, uh, he has his little nest. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, very much in the corner of this room here. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, most of the time he just shares the time with us. He, he, I mean, at the moment, he, he's upstairs talking to family. But no, we basically go... Yeah, we, we all fight over the TV equally. Yeah. <laughs> and if we go somewhere, he comes with us. We pretty much stick together, to be honest with you, as a group. So. Cool. Nice. Of the videos you guys have done all together, what's your favorite one? Honestly, I think my favorite probably nowadays has to be Wish Hustle. The Wish Hustle. Building a fursuit from partsonwish.com. Yeah. The Wish videos are now my favorite one 
ones to do. And thankfully, the ones my audience seems to love the most as well now. I mean, I remember the first one I did absolutely exploded by comparison with a lot of the other stuff I do. I love doing thorough commercials as well. They're my other sort of favorite one to do. Yeah. But wish videos in general are just fun because you never know what you're actually going no, to get. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And um, it's normally bad. Um, I mean, the, the Wish Fursuit one in particular, that's probably the one I've probably spent one of the most longest times editing. We did a lot of extra bits for that. But it, it's one of the ones as well where we have Red during full almost dressing in this fursuit. Yeah, no. And it's just insane what we came up with with Wish Husky. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, we're looking forward to Rector getting hopefully a new suit next year. He's retired his current one, so when he gets his new suit, he's probably going to be spending a lot more time in front of the camera as well, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. And I'm just looking now. One of your wish from a year ago has 169,000 views, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the big one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I went to bed at like 2,000 people. I woke up and it had 10, which is, compared to my other video sites anyway, it's... It, the explosion that it, was, it was a fascinating thing. We were in, you know, in Japan. We were, you know, yeah, it was we, a holiday we were on holiday to Japan. So, we, I mean, we are already hyped and jumping up and down. And, and then suddenly it's just like every now and again, it's like, oh my God, it's got even bigger. Oh yeah, look, we're yeah. in Tokyo. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's the video that got us kind of a bit more attention from other places as well, which we got all kinds it, of things. We were the first real, I think, furry YouTubers to be doing Wish items. It's kind of led me to get the nickname the Furry Ashes, which honestly, I'm actually quite proud I don't know if you guys are familiar with British YouTuber Ashens, but for obviously for your audience as well, if they don't know, Ashens is a very British guy. He likes to review things on his round sofa. He often goes to like Poundland. He does Wish as well. Yeah. And he does all that sort of stuff. Very much, and that's kind of almost why I modeled the Wish videos off of originally. Obviously, I gave them sort of my own twist, and obviously they're furry. My idea <laughs> is to take kind of content and make it furry rather than just do furry stuff and make that work. Yeah. So I have a, it's an interesting mix. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, I've got my fair share of failures, pop up pirates. That's a shame because that was so much fun to do. Or we reviewed these bunnies. That didn't do me very well. The chocolate bunnies. So. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to catch and what's not. No, no, no. The, the Wish video definitely went viral. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's just been important to, you know, kind of make sure you learn what you didn't do you know, that doesn't work and then kind of move on and to not get too upset sometimes when things go badly. Yeah. But I, I mean, honestly, the highlight of my YouTube career, I think probably was getting an invitation to be guest of honor at just for the weekend. It's probably the, yeah. that's probably one of my proudest moments personally in the furry fandom anyway. Yeah. So just for the weekend, so that's a, is that a con? It's yeah. a, it's a small British con. Obviously we don't have too many cons over here, especially compared to say, America. We get confuzzled, which is our big one. That's my favorite con. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, just for the weekend. It's, I, I try not to say I have a favourite con because I like all my cons for different reasons, but just for the weekends, about 250, 300 people. Confuzzle's 2,000. 2,000. And Scotia comes about. That's going to grow now because it's only a small hotel. So. Yeah. So we got about three, we got three really big cons here. What was that third one? That's a Scotia con. That's up in Scotland. Scotia con. Okay. Right. I don't know if I've heard of that one. Okay, cool. So do you go, you go to all three of those then? We haven't actually done Scotia con yet. We no. were set to. Um, yeah, and again. <laughs> that con's not now set for September next year, so fingers crossed. I mean, obviously, I'll belong to Confuzzled if it happens in 2021 as well. Uh, I still want to go back to another con. And obviously, <laughs> Jeff has pushed himself back to 2022. So, uh, and then, of course, we want to get back across the pond, really, and do another Midwest Fur mm -hmm. Fest. Yeah, yeah yes. definitely. You have segued really nicely into my next topic, which is, are you ready? Drum roll, please. Please? A uh, please. <laughs> for... <laughs> 
<laughs> How about cons? <laughs> Those are the ones you typically go to, and you went to and sometimes go to MFF. Yeah, uh, we've done one MFF since 2018. 2018. We, okay. we wanted to kind of rotate between that con every other year or so. Um, hasn't quite got the plan, obviously, at the moment. But Midwest, it, going to an American con is real different from going to a UK con. Oh, God, yeah. It just feels different. Um, I would do both. It, I, I mm. couldn't pick between one or the other. No. Um, and to be honest with you, as soon as time allows, I'd love to try and get some of the more of the American ones, maybe do AmphroCon. That's on my to-do list. To try get How is American Con different from a UK Con? I mean, is it like, are we are we more laid back? Are we just more stupid? What? I mean, you know, here in America. <laughs> no, I think the main the main thing is the size. I mean, to size be fair... To be fair, when you're 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 shoveling around that many furries compared to a UK con, I mean, we, you're looking at a hotel compared to what MFF is. I mean, mm. it, it allows a lot more breathing room. People can go places easier. I mean, I think one of the big differences as well is um, for at least just for the weekend with um, Confuzzle, you need to book a hotel room with the con. Yeah, it's kind of a combined package. So, yeah, I mean, you can buy a ticket individually after, but mm. most people are residential for the con so whereas i found with mff people from all over the place staying here there and everywhere it's i would say one thing though the one thing about the uk con because it's a smaller con you can meet up with people a lot easier it's easier to find people you do you do find (laughs) that you can make friends a little easier because you obviously everybody's so compact well i mean just for the weekend is the social con i mean 250 people yeah it's 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 where we've met pretty much all our friends you can meet one person though and you'll never see them again so (laughs) that's the yeah, like at MFF, there's eleven thousand people, so you're probably never going to see them again. <laughs> yeah, not unless you really make an effort. And you know, I'm reminded. I think it was yeah, it was Dusk Panda when we had Fiber and Dusk Panda. He was actually saying the same. They were saying the same thing about German cons or European cons are a lot different too. Like they're longer. They're more of like a like you take a week to do it, and so you're not trying. They're not trying to smash all it's the panels, days, all yeah. the things into like you know three or four days or something. But they're spread way. And it's a lot more relaxed. And I guess there's like a ton more fursuiters or something too. It's that kind of like a fursuit, the fluff component of UK cons. How much of like, what's the fluff to non-fluff ratio? Um, oh, I think right. has a very high very, very high. It's about 50% almost. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe more than that sometimes. It's true. I think the only thing I missed from MFF compared to the UK con is the furry menagerie. I, I really like the idea of a big room where every different species was... Well, that was very new to them as well. Oh, I know. It was a fantastic idea. But that was one thing really... The scale of that was amazing. So so if there was a scale of it, there must have been some like dragons and lizards and stuff too. You see what I did there? I, you see what happened? So what's the furry menagerie? I don't know if I've heard of that. So Midwest Furfest menagerie was they, they had different numbered areas and they have different photo shoots going on at different times. Oh, okay, okay. It was quite cool. It's the first time I've actually seen that done at a con. I think it's starting to become more of a thing. Especially now that you're getting a lot more fursuiters at cons. Yeah. I mean, the number's growing. And just more people in general. But the super parades just don't, I think, work as well, no. I mean, the confuzzled one's fun, but it is a long. Even even with just like five, six hundred fursuiters at some point, it takes ages to get moving, and you're hot, start slow. Oh yeah. So I haven't been to MFF yet. So I've been to AC once, and it, you know it's the same type of thing. Like it took 
forever, literally forever to get like things moving and through everything. And then like everything was packed. So you, if you, when you were done, you couldn't like get out and stuff. It was very well organized for being that big. But, and so BLFC has done that type of thing where, you know, they don't do a parade. They have a what do they call it? They have a fursuit festival. So they just have this big, huge area and they have a bunch of photo shoots and stuff and like a bunch of like games and stuff. And like, they just open it up for like five hours for like people to come and watch and all that stuff. So that sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. They literally open it up to the public for the five hours. So there's there's no entry fees or anything like that. So the public can can interact with the furries and take pictures with them and stuff like that. There's no other things going on during that time frame so that the public can't go to like panels or anything like that. But yeah. That's a nice idea. Right. Speaking of panels and dances and stuff, do you guys go to panels or ever host a panel when you're at cons? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Um, For the last couple of puzzles, I've been doing the furry YouTube panel along with a couple of others. We, We host the virtual one this year yeah Um, i did one last year as well and also the other thing i like doing is game shows so last year just for the weekend we did price is right game show which was phenomenally successful so many people love that you can actually if you just search just for the weekend price is right you you can find a video recording of that on youtube very easily i like giving away tacky prizes and junk that we've collected and we were all set to do that again this year, and uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. we were unable to do it. So, so we have a cupboard full of prizes that I haven't given away. We did manage to do a game show in the end, though. We did one for, it's not really a con, is it? It's more of kind of a furry holiday type, furry sort of vacation. Called Furcation. Yeah. Furcation. Yeah. I like the name. I like the name, but don't go Google image it. Oh, um, yeah. I've always said it should be called Furcation. But... <laughs> uh, anyway, that aside, it's a nice con. It gets good crowd, but uh, we did they, that went virtual as well this year and we did family we did a family fortunes game for it this yeah. time so we did furry fortunes uh, and that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun um, yeah we had a few technical hiccups with the audio on that one actually <laughs> well yeah 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 we we know how that is always yeah. always <laughs> always Typically, are you very busy at constant? I mean, you're running panels, but do you also go to like the dances? And, you know, you've got to try and see every fur you haven't seen in a while. Or do you like to just hang out? Or what's your busyness scale and ratio at cons? I was going to say, I think we're pretty much nonstop all the way through. We, we sit down at breakfast and we just look at the comic book and normally go, right, okay, that's us covered up to about midday. Yeah. And we work out some time to go first yeah. shooting. Um, no, relaxation's really not anything we end up doing. Always, always end up with the dances at night. Dances um, are amazing. I, I can't dance. I, yeah, I'm more of a dancer than you are. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if we're lucky, we might get some time to go to the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might get a little bit of downtime. Oh, nice. Yeah. But if you get some downtime, you can't really be a bunny and raccoon anymore because you're more of a duck. Mm, wow. Because down. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> but... So, <laughs> The only downtime is in the pillow. Pretty much, yeah. About 3 a.m. About 3 a.m. Yeah. So I want to circle back just really quick to the guest of honor thing. You said this would be your third guest honor in a row. Is that right? Yes, that's because they keep delaying it. Obviously, I was supposed to be 2020. That was cancelled. 2021, they've now cancelled. I think it's probably sensible. So 2020. Oh, okay. I'll count it as three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, like when they told you, how did you feel and, and all that good stuff? Because it's it, it's a pretty great honor and pretty amazing to be guest of honor, I think. Well, I was really excited. Um, I had to keep it quiet for about three months, I think it was. Three months, um, yeah. They didn't announce it until like the January. Oh, really? And that was really hard, actually. <laughs> 
TV on Ravenu. It was hard because I had people going, oh, should I go to just for the weekend? And I'm like, go on, go, go. It's going to be really good. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. So how has the fandom helped you guys out? I mean, what's what's the fandom? What is the fandom to you guys? Um, For me, I think oh. the fandom has given me my own kind of feeling of a community, really. You know, it's got everything I'd need from something. It's got my friends. It's got people who look out for me. People I can get advice from. And uh, it, it's its own little world. And that's that's why I really like it. It's, it's a world within a world. I think for me, because I've been in it so long, it's very difficult to say that it's just not entirely my life. I mean, my friends are all furries. My, my entire yeah. life up to a certain point is basically all involved in the furry fandom. I've helped first, you know, start in the furry fandom. Pretty much everything. I've, I've been there through the highs and the lows. And You've, you've been there training fluff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've, I've helped things grow. And uh, so I've put my own, you know, I, I've helped the community and they've helped me. And I couldn't say it's a better community, to be honest. Cool. Well, that's, yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Go on, David. Oh, hi. I might have... I might have done that thing where I hit the mute button again because I do that. My my pauses kind of go all over the place because I get all excited and I wag and then tail like hits the mute button on the mic and then I don't I'm talking and I don't know why everyone's ignoring me other than that I'm a pup and I'm used to being ignored. But sometimes it's for the reason of having pushed the mute button. Anyway, what I was originally going to say is, and this is an unfair question, so I shouldn't be asking it, but do you have any like one defining moment where you've been in the in the fandom, in a community, been a furry, and you're just like, I'm so happy I'm in this community and with this family. Is there any one defining moment that you really appreciate with the community and the fandom? I think for me, it's either going to be just walking out in first at a London first and just having everyone around you being so awesome. Cool. Or it's been maybe it's a closing ceremony, I think, of a convent very convention. You see everything that's happened in the last few days and you kind of just get a kind of a feel for, you know, the size of the fandom and what he's accomplished. I think for me it would have to be a few times I've helped furs at conventions or at meets who have come there for the first time and are scared to death and worried about their parents and worried about what it means to be a furry and, mm-hmm. and I've just kind of helped them through their first three meets and see the massive difference that they you know that that, that that can make and after a couple of years you're looking at them and they're completely different people and they've got lots of friends and they're, they're very happy and for me that just seeing that just makes me you know, it it makes it everything for their fans, to be honest with you. They actually help other people into the fandom, as people did for me. So really, for me, that that's really what it is. I, I'm mm-hmm. yeah glad. Even even our videos, sometimes we get people commenting on this, saying that this is you know mm-hmm. helped us out with when we've done stuff on. Uh, it's always very humbling. Yeah, when we've done like kind of inspirational stuff or we've done stuff like you know yeah going to your first con and always even when you just get a comment saying i look forward to your videos oh yeah day. even that yeah. yeah even just looking at you know just just knowing that people out there uh you know um we make a difference mm-hmm. yeah when you were talking about you know bringing furs into the fandom and new furs and helping them out at their first con or things like that i remembered a few years ago for their confusion, I had a similar experience. That there was obvious poor little new fur that didn't know what he was doing, overwhelmed by, yeah. you know, I mean, it's your first con and you're new to the Phantom especially. So it's it's like very overwhelming. But, you know, I talked to him and everything and I don't even remember what I said or anything. But the next year, 
at FC. He came up to me and said he remembered me talking to him and how it really helped him out and at his first con and he felt better about it. And, you know, he's still in the fandom and, you know, all the things that you just said. And that was like, yeah. wow, yeah, that's a pretty special feeling. So that, that was really great. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and I've had that myself. It really makes a difference. And you don't think you're doing much at the time. That's That's the weird thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of heavy when you think about it. Like there's a lot of heavy fluff there. <laughs> yeah, <a lot. laughs> so how can we find... Are you okay? Oh, hi. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> there, there, I'm, I'm okay. There was a shiny squirrel that wow. ran around and I had to go chase it for a sec, but I'm back now. So what is, and we've already, we mentioned this, but I'm going to, we haven't really mentioned that. Where can we find you? You have a YouTube. What is your YouTube? Do you have other social media we can find you on? Do you have merchandise? All that good stuff. How can we get more of you, Fluff? So my YouTube is literally youtube.com slash shadow raccoon. Just type in shadow raccoon and wish and it'll probably come strap on YouTube search nowadays as well. Uh-huh. I've got Patreon, which is I believe patreon.com slash shadow raccoon as well. Um, I'm very kindly supported by some really lovely people on there who really do help me out. Yeah. They've, they've really helped the channel grow. It's been insane just having that. I'm on Twitter, shadow underscore raccoon. Mm-hmm. And Theodore is at Theodore Rabbit. At Theodore Rabbit, yes, spelled yeah. uh, T-H-E. Yes, the EA is very important. Yeah. And also, yes, I have got merchandise. It is Teespring for the guys who do my t-shirts. So that's teespring.com slash shadow raccoons as well. Nice shirts on that. I really do need to get around to get some Yay Bears merchandise. Um, It's been lots of best work. You do, yes. (laughs) After all that, after that huge intense story about the Yay Bears, I think you got to get some Yay Bears up Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got an artist lined up, so. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. I'll have to check out the YouTube channels. I just saw that one, but I'll have to check out the rest of them. Sounds like the Wish one is the one to watch. So I'm going to do that uh, this afternoon. If you want to see Rector dressed up as a husky, yeah. I'd recommend starting with the Wish stuff. Maybe try the Furry conversion. No, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Rector. We put it through that one. So as we wrap this up, I always like to ask our guests at the end if there's any words of wisdom, deep thoughts that you'd like to share with the fandom as a whole. Well, I would say to anybody in the fandom at the moment, especially with the current situation we're going through. We will get through it all. You will see everybody again and you will have fun again. Just stay on with it. Just no matter how you no matter how you need to do it, no matter what release valve you need, do it. Keep yourself going and I'll see you at MFF or any convention. Free hugs are given. Yay. So yeah, I think I'd probably I'd probably echo that. I mean really it's just stick uh, together as well. Embrace it. It's a massive fandom. There's something in it for absolutely everyone um welcome yeah <laughs> it's your family and welcome and thank you for continuing to be here if you're not new i yeah. guess <laughs> thank you for coming into the fandom well it's been great having you on the show it's been a long time coming i know we had a lot of scheduling snafus to try and get this going but it's great that uh, we were able to get this figured out and ironed out and thank you ironed ironed Yes, ironed. I don't think you have a special <laughs> word over that for that. Ironing is the same thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's those pesky times. Thank you for coming on the show. It's Thank been you. absolutely fun. Thank yes. you. I hope Thank you for having us. I hope the, the it, US it's, side someday. It's been amazing. And thank you for letting us know what it's like in the future, eight <laughs> hours in the future. I will be looking forward to the dark, the dark time, I guess, yeah, when I can go back to sleepies. I don't even know. Time. But yes, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great talking to you. I wag, I hug, and maybe I'll hug you in the fluff someday. Thank you very much, David. 
Well, those are a couple of nice guys, I have to say. I was pleasantly surprised with those two. Where are you now? (laughs) I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, we have gotten to the point now where we are starting to visit with furs that we have not met before in one way or shape or another. So this was the first two furs that we had talked to that we have not met before. I think there's been some that I haven't met before. Maybe you have. But I think, yeah. Anyway, there we are. But yes, they were fun. They're from the UK. And that is not just okay, but wonderful. It's Uber K. It's Uber K. There you go. It's the Uber K. (laughs) And not just the special K, because that's a cereal over here in America, or it used to be or something. I don't know. It still is. It still is? Well, there you go. They were lots of fun to have on. And yeah, Shadow Raccoon, for any fur that hasn't checked it out, got a great YouTube channel, big following, does some good stuff. Yeah, but go check them out, and I will do the same. All right, well, it's time now for Furries in the News. Furries in the What is going on in life? News. Okay. Well, okay. Well. okay, so there's really only one thing in the news that I was able to come up with, and it's because you sent it our way. So I'm going to let you tell it. Yeah, it's very, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think a lot of furs out there know about the fandom from Ash Coyote. Recent, very well done documentary about furries and furry life and um, history and all that came out recently. How long ago was that? About six months ago now? Well, it was right after we started the podcast. So, so probably May, May or something. It's been talked about a lot. And so the newsworthy story about it is that it won Best Feature Film at the LGBTQ plus Los Angeles Film Festival 2021 this year. The Los Angeles Film Festival, it's not like a specific fur festival. It's like the Los Angeles LBGTQ Film Festival. So that was, so shout out to Ash Coyote and their crew. Very well done. Kudos. I saw today somewhere that they have another movie out. I'm not sure if it came out before or after the fandom, but called Hero. Oh, yeah. I think I just heard about that yesterday. I don't know anything about it. I think it's I think it's new. It's about furs with disabilities. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. And it came highly recommended by our tech guy, Rain. Uh, He said, don't watch it if you're an emotional person, though. Okay. So in other words, my puppy fluff will be like drenched in tears after I watch it. Probably. Probably. I don't know if you knew, Barely, but I'm a little bit of a sense-a-pup. You are a sense-a-pup. And then, of course, upcoming events. Well, today, yes, today. It if you're listening today. to this, If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it is January 16th at 5.30 today. Tabin and I will have a live podcast at FC 2021 Virtual. Welcome to Hollywoof. In virtual room number two. And just to, it's 5.30 Pacific time. Pacific time, um, yes. Yep. So normally we don't have to specify that because we're actually at the con and every fur is there. So you say 5.30, it's like we're all in the same time zone. But right. it's yes. a little true. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And you might actually get to see us instead of just hear us if you watch, if you come into the, the virtual room. I mean, for you, Mr. Barely, that'd be amazing. But because um, <laughs> you'll you'll be all like fancied out and stuff and uh, all your beautiful self will be amazing and we can't wait to see Mr. Barely. Ooh, but everybody wants oh, to see Tabin. Everybody uh, wants to see Tabin. You're going to have to give lots and lots of virtual hugs. Do the do the uh, programming people at FC know about this? Do they realize that our segment will have to actually be like two and a half hours, not an hour and a half because the first half hour will be <laughs> me just doing this with hug. my arms and my p- yeah. posies trying to hug everyone. 
All right, let's move along to other things. I see in the show notes. Tell us what you're what you got. You says new chant cheer rappers delight. Is that two separate things or is That's that one two thing? Separate things. Two okay. separate. I mean, I, I have to. I'm a. I'm sorry, barely. I've just come up with. I came up with so many things. There's been so many things this week that I wanted to like uh, talk about it in the show. Okay, that's, that's um, fine. It's our show. Um, we can talk about what we want. That's right. I got to remember that because you've said that before. We can do mm-hmm. whatever we want. So I'm going to do it. So uh, yes, two things. This morning, I came up with a new chant slash cheer. I don't know which it is. I don't know what it is. It's probably neither of those. I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll let you figure it out. Okay. But so what was happening was, so I was thinking about how, you know, I listen to the recordings after they come out, you know, because I want to know how did they come out? And and I like listening to our guests and, and all that good stuff. And so I was listening to it. I was like, wow, Tabin. You talk so much, just like I'm doing right now. On the, I mean, case in point, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm listening to it. It's like, wow, you talk so much. Why don't you just shut up, bite your tail as much as he doesn't like it, bite the tail and shut your muzz up. Um, and then I was listening to like, you know, some of my songs, what does a pup say and things like mm-hmm. that. And my, my singing is so bad. Oh my cow. <laughs> and so I'm listening to this. And I'm thinking, wow, this is horrible. Poor Barely, he has to deal with this. And then I thought, you know, you were telling me about how on YouTube you get these uh, violations and everything. And I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's not because of copy copyright. I think it's because of me. <laughs> so it's really horrible. So I'm thinking all these things. But then I took a minute and realized, but, you know, I am a pup. And what's a pup going to do? Mm-hmm. And so then naturally, in my mind... And then mm-hmm. I sing out loud this chant slash cheer, whatever you want to call it. It goes, what's a pup going to do? Moo, moo. What's a pup going to do? Moo, moo. And then you just repeat that for as long as you can stand yourself. So that's okay. what that is. All right. What's a pup going to do? Moo, moo. It's a response thing. So I say, what's a pup going to do? And you say, moo, moo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And you can do that if you have nothing else to do in quarantine. Just mm-hmm. do that with your roommate, I guess. I don't know. I was talking to to a fur, and we were talking about like old TV shows that we current we still watch, but you know they're on YouTube and everything. And there was this uh, TV show called Silver Spoons, uh, mm-hmm. came out in the eight, I think, like that or something. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the main character, but he was one of the main friends and stuff. And his name I forget his name on the show, but his name is Alfonso Roberto. Okay. And he was a break dancer on the show. And he was like in real life, he's a break dancer too. And on the show, he did like I think every episode he did a break dancing thing or something. He was really good. He had uh you could buy this. It was a, a package deal, the Alfonso Roberto breakdancing kit. And I think it came with like a big cardboard thing and uh, a <laughs> okay. booklet. And it came back in those days, I guess it came with an album, like a record, like an LP that you put oh, on. Oh, vinyl. Oh, hey. Vinyl, yes. Mm-hmm. Old school. And it had a whole bunch of songs that you could break dance to, Moonwalk and all that stuff. And one of the, the only song, I actually know a song of a song from this album. is called Rapper's Delight from the Sugar Hill Gang. I think it came out in 1979 or something. And I want to sing like the first verse chorus because it's the only thing I remember. And it's for some reason special to me, I guess. Anyway, I hadn't thought about this song for a long time. And then I was talking into this fur and it came up and I wanted to share it with you all as a blast from the past and a shout out to go listen to this song and I'm not even going to like do the music because it's just words I remember okay and I'll get words wrong because this is just all, all I remember it goes I say hip hop the hip the hip and the hip hip hop you don't stop a rock with a bad man boogie up young the boogie and the man with a boogie beat 
Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. Because me, the crew, and my friends are going to try and move your free. Your feet, not freight, but feet. You see, I am Wonder Mark, and I like to say hello to the black, to the black, to the red and brown, and the purple and yellow. You see, you got a bad man, the book to the book to the book to the book to the bad man, said rock. Said, don't stop rock, because bad man books are all good rock. And then it goes on to say it, and you're so cold, or something like that. Anyway, shout out to <laughs> Rapper's Delight. Go take a listen, my friends. Awesome. How was that? I like how you're like, I need to understand life right now. What just I, happened? What just happened? I don't know. I don't know. But I think I think we should just kind of move along and kind of go from there. <laughs> uh, so it's a math week. Oh, I'm going to talk. You're going to let me talk some more. <laughs> well, well, you know, you are the one that admitted that you talk too much. So make it a small math. Not cohomology of the Alexander Horn Sphere. No. Okay. Wait a minute. What? Cohomology of the Alex Corn Sphere? The cohomology of the Alexander Horned Sphere. Oh, oh, I thought it was a corn sphere made of corn. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that exciting. It is okay. exciting, but it's not that exciting. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try and make this fast. We'll see. I have all these notes, but we'll, we'll okay, see how it well, goes. Well, I mean, see how it goes. So the first thing, and I was actually, this wasn't originally going to be part of my math, but I happen to think it's good, like organizational advice. Because I was thinking about our episode where I talked about the levels of infinity of and how there's you do a one-to-one correspondence and you can list things and still not list. Anyway, I was thinking about all that. And you could have like an infinite amount of things you need to do, homework or projects or whatever. Definitely. I mean, I think it's that way. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways you could divvy that up. You could like do half of them them all and then do the other half of them all. But you're never going to get to that other half of them all because there's infinitely many. I mean, you can't get to half of them because there's infinitely many. So instead, mm-hmm. maybe an idea is alternated. Do a little bit of something here and then another something here and then go back to the other thing and then alternate it then eventually they'll both get done whereas originally they don't so for example if you've got a whole bunch of projects due work a little bit on a whole bunch of things don't say i gotta get this entire project done now do a little bit of each thing because if you do one whole project at once then you've got another whole project to do and you don't have as much time to do it so just a little advice about how to organize things if you have trouble with time management and stuff I'm just going to say this really pretty quickly. It's not my main math, but it's something that occurred to me. It's really cool, like all the inventions we have these days. I mean, obviously, but I was thinking about specific examples of inventions that has enriched our lives over the year and the amazement about it. For example, have you heard of the Turing machine? Sort of. It's inkling something in the back of my head, but because Turing was the the mathematician that didn't he break the enigma code from world war <gasps> he might have done that too yeah so yeah he he's done stuff and i don't remember everything about him but um okay. he's a uh, alan turing back in 1936 came up with the what's now known as the turing machine this really quickly you know you can google and everything but so this was back in 1936 and he made a abstract machine meaning it doesn't exist it's kind of just hypothetical but mm-hmm. it's this machine that just consists of infinitely long tapes of just and on this tape is just zeros and ones and maybe some blank spaces and you feed the tape in and it can move either go left or right and from this you can put in computer algorithms and see what a machine can do and do stuff and then came about the universal turning machine where you can kind of it's more generalized and everything and uh, it can solve all these problems There weren't computers at this time, but this was the birth of computer science, 
when there was no computers around, he could not test all this out. It's been proven that Mm -hmm. this Turing machine thing does work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all these things can be solved by these algorithms. Anyway, it's really cool that um, Mm -hmm. you don't need stuff. The the mind is just amazing. It can do stuff. I mean, of course, the original invention (laughs) of the wheel way back before 1936, like that has spawned a lot of useful things uh, like cars and manhole covers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's been lots of um, lots of interesting inventions in our past. And if you think really hard about it, you realize that if you put these together, you get that the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Oh. So I, I notice a lot of what I, everything I said was true. Oh. But I had to end that with a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving right along. I mean, it's better than the hill thing from um, the other week, right? So, <laughs> right, right. Have you heard of the four color problem? No, but please enlighten me. I will enlighten you. So, the four color problem, the conjecture imagine a map of the United States or a map of anything where you have like a bunch of squares and squigglies and polygons and all that. And you want to color them so that each polygon is a different color and no two colors are right next to each other, except maybe at the little vertex, the little point, right? That could be very useful. I mean, we have them in the US map. In general, how many colors do you think it would take to make sure that no two colors are right next to each other. Well, let's see. Crayola gives a box of 64, so I'm going to say 64. <laughs> no, I, I love where you're going with that. Um, I mean, you would think so. So like, think any map, and you could draw it anywhere. They don't even have to line up nice. It's like anything. Um, you would think there's got to be a lot. The conjecture back in 1852 by Francis Guthrie was that it only took four. Four. And, and, and so it's a conjecture, meaning that, well, is it true or not? But like, that's that's pretty crazy to think about. It turns out it's true. Over the next few years after that, several mathematicians tried to prove it and they came up with a proof. It turned out to be not a correct proof. So we still didn't know until 1977. So this is like a century later, 1977. And it actually wasn't announced the official true proof until like 2004. Hmm. (laughs) So it took a long time, but it was proved that uh, it only actually takes four for any map, which is kind of crazy to think about. That's that's interesting. In the the original quote-unquote proof that someone tried to give uh, through exhaustive computer algorithm search, they, they thought, oh, this is the proof. But by a lot of mathematicians didn't accept that because it was computer proof. They wanted a rigorous proof and everything. Mm. So it wasn't really until um, 1977. So that's really interesting. And of course, there was a generalized conjecture called the Haywood conjecture. And actually, this is something that was proved. What this is, is this Haywood theorem, I guess you could call it, um, has an actual formula. So let me say what I mean by generalization. Take like a sphere, like what if you mm-hmm. take a basketball or something and try and put a map on it? So now like things can wrap around and talk and talk and match up to each other and stuff. So now what is it still for? You can also consider what's called um, surfaces of higher genus. Now by genus, I just mean the number of holes. So think of a, a sphere has genus zero. There's no hole. Uh, a donut. Donut has a hole. And so it has genus one. Okay. You could imagine a two hole do- donut. That's, uh, you know, two donuts kind of sewn together. Like That's figure eight. Figure eight, but all three dimensionally and stuff. Exactly. So that would be a surface of genus two. And, and you can imagine 
go up to any dimension. So the generalized conjecture is what about these higher genus and stuff, putting maps on those? How many colors do you need? Well, this Haywood thing is they came up with a formula for the number. This formula was, it's really interesting because it's proved over, it took 14 years to finish. So in the beginning, they had for a lot of different cases, a lot of different genuses they approved, but there were certain things like genus 28 and genus 59 and 89 and certain ones that they hadn't quite gotten yet. So over the course of 14 years, little by little, different people were able to actually prove it. This is actually how math works sometimes. You got all this collaboration. Mm. So it's really interesting. And even, and maybe it's just my math puppy, my puppy math brain thinking this, but in the end, out of all this, there's only one exception and you'll never get, actually, you might guess what that one exception is. What one exception do you think might not actually fit this formula? I have no clue. Blue. It's blue. Actually, the Klein bottle of all oh, things. Oh, okay. The Klein bottle. And so for any fur, we talked about that before. I have videos on it. I talk about the Klein bottle and what we strips. The Klein bottle actually is the only exception to the rule. The sphere and the plane actually... They satisfy the formula, but they, they the proof didn't fall out the same way. It's really interesting. It turns out that on the sphere, it, it's still, you only need four colors. Colors On the torus, you can use a formula. It, the, that, I say torus, it's, it's a donut. The mathy way to say donut is torus. <laughs> on the donut, <laughs> it actually uh, takes six colors to color any map. On the Klein bottle, if you use the formula, it, it, the formula says it needs seven. It turns out you only need six. <gasps> and um, actually the hardest were 59, 83, 158, and 257 holes. Those four cases turned out to be the hardest out of all the many, <laughs> many. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's my math for this week. <laughs> There's the math for the week. Awesome. I promised that we would get to trivia this week and we are running long on time again. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's totally my fault. I had like all these things I wanted to talk right. about. That's so. all right. It's all right. So if you had to choose between doing our really bad jokes or doing trivia, which would you rather do? I know we haven't done the puppy logic in quite a few weeks. Maybe we should do the puppy logic. All right. We will do the puppy logic. Let me get the puppy logic. Uh, where is the wheel spinner? The wheel in the spinner keeps on. It keeps on turning. <laughs> the wheel in the sky, it keeps on turning. Ooh, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Okay, uh, we're going to spin the wheel of trivia. And it's coming up to be... Oh, you're going to hate this one. Oh, maybe I should have went with jokes. <laughs> I know. It's starting off with sports. Yeah, that's going to go well, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> this puppy knows a lot about sports. What team lost their first four Super Bowl appearances before winning back-to-back Super Bowls in 1997 and 1998. I really am going to rely on the puppy logic for this one because okay. otherwise I don't know. So we're talking about Super Bowls. So this pup loves this little puppy bowl when he goes to eat the nums and the bacon. Oh, so there's Super Bowls. So oh, we're talking about these like big, um, huge arenas filled with bacon. The question had to do with back to back. So tummy rubs. It's got to do tummy rubs. So I'm, I'm in this big bowl of bacon getting tummy rubs 
from okay. none other than Michael Jackson. <laughs> you heard it here. Yes, Michael okay. Jackson. Okay. So what was the question again? <laughs> what team? Pick a football team. <laughs> what team? So the back-to-back Super Bowl, okay, uh-huh. the team was the Jackson's five. The answer was the Denver Broncos. I was not close at all. Not close, not close at all. Nope. We're going to spin the wheel again. And... I do like the tummy rubs. Thank you for those, Barry. That tummy rubs are good. This one's going to be kind of good for you. It is science. She blinded me with science. What is the fastest insect in the world while grounded? While grounded. It's the fastest insect on the ground. So Puppy Logic says that Pink Panther was a panther. Um, It's also a a really great movie. But Pink Panther. And a cute cartoon. And an adorable cartoon. So Pink Panther. Wonderful, wonderful panther that was walking around and did this stuff. And he was walking on the sidewalk one day. And he stepped on an ant, and so he said, "Dadan, dadan, dadan." So I'm going to say the answer is ant. Close. It's a cockroach. Oh, that's actually kind of scary. Spin the wheel again. Here we go. The topic is geography. Name the two landlocked countries in South America. So. Big Bear was running along with the cheetah. And I don't know why. That's It's the puppy logic. You can't. So Big Bear was running along with cheetah. I forgot the question already. What, were, what are two question? landlocked countries in oh, South America? Right. So um, Bear and Cheetah. So we must be talking about Mexico and the Himalayas. <laughs> Mexico and the Himalayas. Well, uh, very close. It was Bolivia and Paraguay. <laughs> I was so close. So oh, close. the puppy logic never fails so except for all the time. <laughs> so close. All right. We have one more category. Let's see what it's going to be. Entertainment. Oh, well, you might actually know this. Oh, that that's, would be amazing. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Remember Simon and Garfunkel? I, I mean, I don't didn't remember them personally because that was a long time ago, but uh, well, I know of them. I'm sure yes. you've heard their songs, yes. Yes. So their song, Mrs. Robinson. Can you help Mrs. Robinson? Hey, hey. Yeah. What film was that from? Mrs. Robinson? I. No, it might have something to do with a college. college. I'll give you a hint. Someone Low that finished... Fruit. College is a graduate. Very good. You got the answer correct. I only needed you to kind of tell me the answer, but yay, we'll just take it as a win. Take it as a win. Take it as a win. I wag. (laughs) Wag, wag, wag. All right, Tabin, that brings us to the close of yet another podcast. So for the one, for the one fur that listened to this when it came out at noon. It is now about 1.30, and in just four hours, you can tune in again at the virtual con and uh, hear us and see us doing our live podcast in just four short hours. And if it has gone past that time and you're listening now, well, guess what? You missed it. Ha, 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 ha. So... But hopefully it'll be recorded. So hopefully it'll be, recorded, uh, it'll be out it'll there. Be my- a quick reminder to everybody, we're still trying to get message- messages. We're still trying to get questions for a question and answer session. So send in those questions for us. 
we have five now, five. That's a very short, short session if we only have five questions. But, but I do talk a lot, so I think I could probably drag that out to a few well, hours. Maybe. True, considering we only usually have five subjects on our show, and it takes an hour and a half. There you go. What can you do, right? What are you going to do? What's a pup going to do? What's a pup going to do? Moo, moo. And again, time flies by. Remember, you can help to support the show through Ko-Fi or Patreon. Ladies, gentlemen, and furs, thank you for tuning in once again. I'm going to say goodbye and turn it over to my co-host, Tabin, for his Parting shot and sign off. Parting shot with the eight ball in the corner pocket because I lose. So I'll keep this short this time because I've already talked so much. But thank you, every fur, for listening. If you made it to the end, I think a special kudos to you for uh, pauses. Especially this time, if you made it through all this. Wow, I had so much to say. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much, Barely, uh, for putting this on. You do amazing. Thank you so much to all to our staff for doing all the wonderful stuff they do. And especially thank you, all you first, for listening. Uh, we love you so much for doing it. We appreciate so much. We hope we entertain you. And we can't wait to hug you with pauses again in the future. So on that uh, note, Bark Bark, talk to you next time. Hug. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. This week's interview was edited by Rain Raccoon. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFT chat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. You can also help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barely Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week. Mm-hmm.